Good evening, fight fans. This is Get to KO, presented by Frank and Culture. My name is Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, I've got Anthony Lou Lujan and our special guest for today, Julie Chewbacca. Say hello. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Of course, you guys do know Julie. She is also on the podcast uh, Frankensteiner, which is also could be heard here on Franken Culture. So if you guys get a chance, go check her out. Um, I like to call her PJs, Paragraph Julie, because she likes to talk in long sentences. So Oh, now. is that my new nickname now? <laughs> oh, I'm going to get that on a shirt now and just like send you a picture. Be like, yep, Paragraph Julie, what's up, fool? <laughs> All right, so really quick, hold on. We got breaking news. As UFC 232 has been moved from Las Vegas to Los Angeles to accommodate John Jones, who would not be allowed to compete in Vegas because of testing and uh, testing and protocols. So how are you guys feeling now that you guys know that this is something that literally just got dropped less than five minutes ago? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the uh the, I'm looking at an article right now too. Yeah, it's insane. I, not shocking though. I but mean, you know it's funny though because earlier earlier this week though, California did give uh John Jones the okay to fight. So, it's just weird that the Nevada State Athletic Commission wouldn't be that one, especially how um loose you know, uh, California is with like their with their laws and stuff like that. So to have someone like Nevada come back and say, "No, you can't fight here right now. We're just gonna give you trouble." Right? Dana, Dana made the right move. You know, I, I it doesn't say where this fight is gonna take place. I'm not sure if it's gonna. Be, oh no, it's gonna be in Los Angeles. So I'm guessing it's gonna be at the Staples Center. But it's just interesting uh, to see like all this going down. The promotion. Okay, it says it's the entire event to the Forum in Inglewood. That's Uh-oh. where it says. That's what I'm reading is the forum. You know, Inglewood stay up to no good, according to Dr. Dre. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I'm not. I I'm not totally shocked. I mean, it's there's a whole lot of weird stuff going on with this drug test stuff with him, anyways. It's all weird. So I'm not shocked that there's more weird stuff going with it. Yep, Anthony, what's your thought process on it? Um. Not shocked at all. Not shocked that uh, I'm more shocked that it didn't happen sooner, right? Than when it is now, um, just because of everything with John Jones and Vegas and the corruptness, even in Vegas. I mean, overall, I think it's a good move. You know, it's funny because even last week, you and I talked about um, just the. The, the whole city of Nevada, man. Like, we're just not a... We're we're fans of things that happen in Vegas. It's just, when it comes to sporting events, we're just not huge fans of. Whether you're in boxing or you're even in... um. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can understand that. There's yeah, a lot of crap that goes on with them. There's always just weird calls. Or always weird just decisions. weird calls. <laughs> so... But- Let's get into this, right? So it's the end of 2018. We do have one more fight coming up, which would be UFC 232. Uh, mm-hmm. With Jones and Gustafson obviously now being moved from Vegas to Los Angeles, um, Cyborg is on that fight card as well, and we know we, it's a who's who's list of fighters that's gonna be on this card. But what I wanted to do was kind of recap um, this past year and let us talk about 
uh, our top three favorite fights. We're going to talk about our top three favorite submissions. And then we're going to talk about our top three favorite KOs. And if you guys have any kind of honorable mentions that you guys want to kind of throw in, you are more than welcome to. So let's get started. We'll each go around the table. I'll start with you, Julie. Uh, let's talk about your top three favorite matches from 2018. Okay, um, my top three, I'm going to go with the Zabit. Uh, I'm, I'm going to mess his last name up, so I'm the Zabit versus Kyle Bochniak fight. Um, that was one of my favorite because I just like I, I liked how aggressive they were. At one point, it just looked like they were just beating each other's faces off and they didn't care. I remember I wasn't really paying attention because there was a lot of stuff going on that day. So I remember I looked away and I remember looking back at the fight and just being hypnotized by the two of them. That's what made me really excited about watching uh, Kyle on the following fight. I don't remember what what was that fight that was his most recent one. I'm blanking on who he fought. But that's what made me excited to watch him was that Zabit fight. Uh, the next one is the Tony uh, Tony Ferguson-Anthony fight. Um, it was just awesome watching two people bloody as hell beat the shit out of each other. They were excited to fight. I loved it. And then my third is the Habib versus Connor fight because of everything that led to it. Um, the fight was okay, but just everything that built to it in the end is what I liked about it. It was just, it fed both sides, the fans and the fight fans. So yeah, no doubt. Those are my three. Yeah, you know, um, when I get into my top three, then we can all kind of have roundabouts. Anthony, what you got, man, for your top three favorite fights? Oh, man. My, the UFC this year was a, it didn't disappoint. I've, I've had a couple years where I'm like, <clears throat> man, I can name like 10 fights where I'm like, oh my God. And then there are years where I'm like, dude, UFC showed out and put like 30 real good fights on. Uh, this year was in between. I mean, I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't like, oh my God. Um, really? <clears throat> uh, my, my third fight would be the the Valentina Shevchenko versus Joanna fight for the new for the new women's title that happened at UFC 231. Um, half reason is because I am a big Valentina fan. Finally, get to see her win a title. I really thought she beat uh, Amanda Nunez last time they fought, even though it went to Amanda. Um, my second one would be. To, uh, Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Pettis. Anthony tapped out, or uh, it was a stoppage. But uh, that Anthony, that Anthony Pettis came, the old Anthony Pettis came out, the, the one that he was bloody, and he like looked up to this guy and said, "Yes, let's do this." And then my best fight, my favorite fight, and it's just because I'm, I'm an anti Kevin Lee fan. I don't like how cocky the Motown guy Enom is. Uh, I just don't like Kevin Lee, and I I love Ally and Quanta, Ally and Quanta. Jesus, sorry, Ally and Quanta. Uh, I I like I like the, he's a grinder. He's take he'll take fights on short notice. So and it was the last UFC on Fox because their deal ended. So what a what better of a guy to uh. To, to take off, take UFC off Fox with a win better than Al. That fight alone was great. It, the fight alone was great. Kevin Lee brought it. He, Al, Al won the striking. Kevin won the wrestling. Kevin didn't do enough wrestling to win. And Al won the fight. 
No, man, those are, <clears throat> sorry, guys. No, those are all great picks, man. Like, I'm definitely excited that you guys were able to kind of share your, like, two cents in about Evum. Uh, for me, uh, I think my number three favorite fight would have been the Khabib versus Connor fight, and it goes back to what Julie said, right? It was just all about the storytelling, man. Like, everything that led up to it, all the craziness that happened, the dolly, then, you know, Khabib threatening that he wanted to fight, and then even during the fight, man, like, Con- you know, you see Connor out there hanging and banging, trying to throw... But Khabib was just light years ahead, kept taking punches, just eating shots, take down Connor, kept punching him in the face ridiculously and letting him know what was up. Like those were that was one of my favorite moments. Um, especially when the part where Khabib was like, Talk now, slap slap, talk now, talk now, come on, let's talk now. You know, and then you have and then you see Connor was just there begging, pretty much just saying, you know, this was this was all for show. It was all for show and, and pretty much, you know, Connor didn't care, man. Or Connor cared, but Khabib didn't care. Khabib was just looking at him to mess him up. Uh, my number two favorite fight would have been the Max Holloway Brian Ortega fight. Uh, reason being though is I'm a huge Hawaiian fan and I love watching Max Holloway do his thing. And especially after what happened last year, where he, you know, it was like you look kind of sleepy. He had concussion-like symptoms. He thought he was gonna be okay, but he came out and he showed Brian Ortega that a hey, like this is my fight, this is my division, this is my world, and you're just living in it. And he laid the wood down to Brian Ortega, and for four rounds, man, he just he handled his business, and it was great to see. I think my favorite fight of the year, and I'm kind of surprised neither one of you guys have said this one. Uh, Yair Rodriguez versus Chan Sung Jung. Uh, we were talking about fight night where. Two guys literally hanging and banging for five rounds, and it came down to the four minute fifty nine second with a, I don't even care what anybody wants to say, a lucky freak elbow that put out uh, Sung Jun. It was such an incredible fight, such an incredible moment. I there's just there's just nothing else to say, man. It was just a hype hype mode for me on that fight. I honestly had that in my because when I was making the list, I did it more than just three. That was on my that was like number six or something like that and i also had the valentina yoana fight on mine as well on that big old list because it's all so good i agree with you anthony about this is a good year yeah definitely i mean there's a few out there that i put out there that uh that were sitting and wondering why they didn't make the list my list that could be connor fight the uh the uh the the uh, Derek Lewis getting his butt handed to him <laughs> by Alexander Bushoff. Um, the the team, team seeing Donald Cerrone out there getting it going. There has been a lot of uh, um, fights out there that we could have put on our list, but right now, you know what? Just I there's a, there's one more fight. There's one more fight right now coming up, and. The last time that that we saw these two at it, it could have it could have been one of the greatest fights UFC has ever had under their belt with John Jones, Alexander Gustafsson. Then you have Amanda Nunez and Chris Cyborg, and I mean, there's 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 a there's a card out there that we we might end up changing our decision after next week coming to talk about it, and I might say, you know what? Holy shit! Right? Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. That's that's definitely a very possibility that we could see, and we're going to be like, man, here's two two fighters in Octagon throwing it to the point where they can't walk anymore, and and it could be very well could be. I'm I'm hyped for this fight. So let's move over 
we're going to talk about um, our favorite submissions. And then if you could, you don't have to say the event, but you can say the submission that was delivered. Um, we'll go with that. And then, you know, uh, again, actually, this time, Anthony, let's start with you first, man. Uh, my, uh, my, my third one was I, I, uh, I Latifi versus OSP. UFC on Fox, he got him with the guillotine. Um, Ailir is one of those guys that, before as of late, he didn't talk. He came out there and he was a fighter, and he knocked people out. This time to see Ailir win with a, with a submission, it was good to see him win that, that way. My second, number, uh, second uh, submission is, of course, uh, it was a toss-up between these two because one of them was an actual amazing uh, to watch, and the other one was finally somebody shut up, Connor. And uh, it, it, so I'm going to go with Khabib uh, tapping out Connor with a rear naked choke uh, because Connor's Connor, and I used to like Connor. I, I, I rooted for Connor against Chad Mendez. But at, after Connor got past Chad Mendez and Got past Jose Aldo. I'm just like, shut up, Connor. Um, so it's good to see Khabib shut him up. And then my number one fight would, uh, t- uh, submission would have to be uh, Tyrone Woodley uh, choking out Darren Kill at USD 229, I think, or 228 with the Dar choke. Uh, that was a really good uh, d- display and performance by Tyrone. And I've really never been able to really see the Darsh choke be applied live, live. And to be able to see that, that was awesome to see. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right, man. It's it's a it's a trip, man. And, and once Julie goes, then I'll I'll throw my three in, and then we'll go from there. So, Julie, what's your what's your three submissions? Okay. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, I too also had the Latifi versus OSB. Uh, with the the standing guillotine, because it was it was just very nice to watch. Uh, I, that fight you by I think it was by the end you knew uh, Latifi had it, but once he locked that in, it was like that's right. Um, my second one was t- two reasons on this because I love the fighter as well as it also outed a, a ref for being just a piece of shit. Um, Shevchenko versus Pr- Pr- Priscilla, and I'm gonna mu- I mess up her last name. It starts with the C. I fuck it up every time. It's Try to say her like. Let me look it up. How you say her last name? Because I'm. A, it's that C A C H O E I R A. I fuck it up every time. I'm not even gonna botch it up. That's the one when Valentina just elbowed, and it was her. I believe that's what was her debut at 125. She. I mean, not 125. Uh, I just remember that fight was the one where Mario Yamasaki would not call it. Everybody was trying to figure out why he wouldn't just call it. Priscilla was bleeding, it was over, and he wouldn't call it. And it outed the fact that he really needed to just stop being on part of the fights. And I love the fact that Dana got him off of it. And then my last one um, uh, was the Paul Craig. Um, and that, I always put, I'm going to mess up these Russian names really bad. I'm horrible with names. Um, Megomed, I, I don't know how to say his last name, but it's the one where he got him with a triangle choke at the end. I actually thought Paul Craig was going to lose that fight. Um, because of the pressure that Megaman was putting him on, but at the very end, he got him. It was a nice little, it was a nice little triangle choke as well. I guess I, I guess I'm partial to to good chokes. So those are the my three fights this year. 
No, that's those are those are great. I am a huge fan of triangle chokes as well. So this this three that I chose, man, um, it's just the same three. It kind of feels like it too. Uh, Wood <laughs> versus Aguardo with the Darce choke. Um, I I too love watching people get put into that choke. It's very fun to watch people get tapped out. Uh, mm-hmm. Olenek versus Albini with the guillotine choke. I think, mm. I mean, that's, <laughs> he was just, he was just, hey, that was a superior fight for Olenek, and I loved watching it when it happened. And then, as Anthony said, it was something that I agreed with him, too, uh, Khabib versus McGregor, that rear naked choke. And it's funny because, like, we know that Conor McGregor's ground game, like, his submission defense is just trash. Like, yeah. we saw it against Nate Diaz, and we've seen it with Khabib. Like, he just can't stop it, you know. Um, I, and there was another fight and I, I, I feel so bad. There was a guy, he was on his back and the guy was trying to throw ground to pound from the top and the dude locked a choke from the top or from the bottom position <coughs> and made the guy pass out. And I cannot remember <coughs> for the life of me of who that was. And even if it was that, if that was this year, I'm pretty sure it was like early May that that happened. But I couldn't remember the fight, and I couldn't remember where I saw the fight. So mm. I was like, I couldn't include it because I was like, God, I know I saw. I, I just can't remember who. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I understand that one. You're second guessing. Yeah. I'm trying to look. So let's move over. So we're gonna talk about um, our top favorite KOs uh, of the year. Um, I'm gonna go ahead, jump this off, and then we'll go with you guys. Uh, so my right. number three favorite KO of the year was Ortega versus Edgar with a nasty, nasty, nasty uppercut that ended uh, Edgar. It was one of those fights where we have seen Edgar box, and he's done well, but we've never seen Edgar ever get knocked out, and it was the first time, first time I've ever seen him get knocked out. So it was one of those incredible moments that I was just like, you the man, Ortega. Like, it, made me, it legitimately made me question whether Ortega was going to be able to beat Max Holloway or not, if he could, he could beat Max Holloway. Um, Yair Rodriguez versus uh, Chan Sung Jung. We thought about this for the fight of the night. Um, <clears throat> it was just a great elbow that just kind of was a fluke, <coughs> but it ended up finishing off uh, the Korean Zombie, and uh, he just he just ate the, the canvas. Man, it was just it was an amazing sight. And then my favorite knockout of the year: uh, Leota Machida over Vitor Belfort. <laughs> Uh, with a front face kick that just ended the night. So those are my three favorites. Um, let's go with Julie. Go ahead and let me know what your three favorites were. Okay. Um, my three fights. Let me see. Let me pull it back up. Uh, Alexander Volkov when he uh, KO'd for BC Super of Doom in uh, round four. I think it was like the first like first like two minutes of that fight. Um, it, it was just nice to watch Verdum go down like out. Um, my second one was Yoel Romero versus Luke Rockhold because it was so, I just think Yoel Romero is just a ridiculous person as well. So, and there's that weird thing with the kiss that happened too. So it was just entertaining all around. Um, and then my last one was DC versus Stipe mainly because I was really nice to see DC, um, kind of shed the whole John Jones thing for a moment. And be like, hey, y'all forgot that I was at heavyweight. I know what I'm doing. Let me show you again. So I love that because of there was a bigger story to that fight as well. So it wasn't just the knockout. It was the knockout and the story. So those are my three. 
Great picks. Great picks. Anthony, what you got? My top three KOs this year. Number three, Jeremy Heaton Stevens knocking out Josh M in that first round of USC Fox in July. Um, Jeremy Stevens is showing power. Mm-hmm. And Josh Emmett is Josh Emmett is not a bad fighter, and he's and he's a tough son of a gun. Yeah, but Jeremy Stevens is something different. Um, my number two fight best KO of the year was the Yair Rodriguez KO against the Korean Zombie with four fifty nine uh, in the in the fifth round. One second left. Let's throw a hail mary up, and just he connected with a weird elbow that, like Cliff said. Uh, the Korean zombie was eating canvas for five minutes. Right. Um, my, my best, my best knockout of the, of the year. It goes to my man, the black beast, Derek Lewis against uh, Alexander Volkov at USC 229 because Derek Lewis is getting this beat up for three rounds. And then in the last minute of four round, he, he hit him. He shook him. And he didn't quit. Finally got the knockout. Took his pants off and said, my balls were hot. Oh, that after interview <laughs> was the best shit ever. I remember he in the said, post-interview. He said, the post-interview he said, was the best. President Trump told me that I got to beat this Russian motherfucker. I love when he was like, I need to come on your When he was talking to Rogan, he's like, I need to come on your podcast and smoke weed with you sometime. Fucking love Derek Lewis. I love it when Derek Lewis is on the post-fight in... Uh, they're like, well, what are you going to go do now? He's like, I'm about to go home and throw my wife's heels in the air. <laughs> I love what, I love how much he talked. He's like, oh, I'm just so worked up from all the sex I've been getting. I Yo, fucking love that. Even, so even when they, when they, after he won that fight, and they're like, yeah, you're next in fight for the fight for the championship. And he's just like, hell, I'm going to sit my ass down and do some cardio. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I loved how he's outed himself. He's like, I don't need to be getting. I don't know what I'm getting and you're like, fuck yeah, Derek, whatever. You know what's up. You know you. Get it. I love Derek. All right, so if you guys have, like, another another two fights, another two KOs that you want to throw up, what would be, what would be your other two honorable mentions? Um, that's a good one. Um, you know, uh, uh, Dustin Poirier knocking out – uh, or Dustin Poirier knocking out uh, Justin Gaethje. That was a good fight by Dustin Poirier. He's a tough son of a bitch, and that, that Justin Gaethje is a he. He's got hammer fists, and but not a very good chin or not very good good uh, cardio because Eddie Alvarez also knocked him out. Uh, but the uh, the Dustin Poirier versus. Uh, Justin Gaethje would have been a top, one of my top fights of the year. They, I, I even had him on my top uh, KOs, but I had remembered about that Jeremy Stevens fight that that bumped him off. Yeah, that was. I remember we were talking about that fight on the side when that fight happened, and I remember like how much shit we were just like, I cannot believe what just happened. We're like, holy shit! It was such a brutal fight. Right. It was a great knockout. I like the Rob Font versus Thomas uh, media fight when Font caught him in the face with a high kick and then just finished him at the end. I thought it was good because that was on UFC 220, and that card just in general was good. That was just a good card because that had uh, – let me pull that up because that was just a good card because that's the one that had 
That's the Nagano fight, but that's yeah, because it's the Nagano Stipe fight, DC DC Volcano's Demir fight. So that was just a good card in general. So I like that one too. No, nope, I thought right. it was good for Rob Font because he got him in the uh, was it round two. So that was a good one too. I'd put that at least on a, a top ten. So for me, I think my other holy shit kind of fight would have been uh, TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt at UFC 227. That was on my top five. That was such a good goddamn. I love when oh. he's just the whole thing. The he's whole thing was great. Dude. And he just he just hung in there and just kept banging away and banging away. It was such an awesome feat to watch TJ do his thing. I that's I was thinking about like one other fight. Like I have a bunch of other fights that I kind of put in here. Uh, the return of Chad Mendez versus Jury because that was just a deadly knockout too. And then um, of course I did have Romero versus uh, Rockhold because I'm not a fan of Rockhold at all. But uh, so yeah, it was it was definitely a fun year so far. It's kind of crazy how like some of our favorite fights i mean it's just it's such a great mix of everything that we have all together uh so we do have some time left and i do kind of want to talk about some of the fights that are coming up like here and upcoming um we don't necessarily have to do a prediction you don't have to uh anthony we kind of touched on this last week too but what is the one fight on ufc 232 that is coming up that you are looking forward to watching. I don't. I don't know. Uh, that's a hard one because that's a stacked card. Jones, Johnson, Cyborg, Nunez. Uh, even even if you go down and you look at Ilir Latifi versus Corey Anderson, that'll be a good one. You got Michael Chiesa on that too. Isn't Michael K- uh, Chiesa Carlos Conduit on that one too? I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the prelims, you got Kat Vingano out there. You got Walt Harris versus Andre Alovsky. DJ oh, Penn versus Hall. Uh, the early prelims, you got Uriah Hall. Uh, or, sorry, you got uh, DJ Penn versus Ryan Hall. And then Uriah Hall on the early prelims. Um, the one fight I really am going to look forward to, and I'm going to call it, is. is BJ Penn versus Ryan Hall because Ryan Hall is not a show off. He's a wrestler. He's a grappler, and uh, and I think that BJ Penn is going to have some tough work ahead of him to get this W. I don't know if he does, but I am definitely looking forward to seeing that fight. That's cool. Good job, man. I like that. I like that pick though. And you're right. Ryan Hall is a solid wrestler, and there's a lot, of, a lot of fun to watch with him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, BJ Penn. What about you, Julie? What you got? Uh, that I agree with that being a stacked card, but I know it's going to be the cyborg fight. I I love watching her. I like that they're trying to throw people at her so they're not just wasting her. Because I hated that she was just essentially sitting on the sidelines doing jack shit. Plus, I love how confident Amanda is going into this fight because she's trying to make sure that she can do something against Chris. Do I think that she's going to have it as easy as she might think she is? Hell no. But I, I I want to see the two of them just throw at it. I want to watch just this. Uh... Plus, they also did that whole like, oh, I don't like to fight Brazilian, and they're you know. But then now they're cool. Or... I don't know what it is, but get it back. I like that little uh, that was happening. I want to watch it. I want to watch it tomorrow. I don't want to fight my yeah, tomorrow. 
I don't want to fight the statesman. That's what it is. I think for me, my fight that obviously that's not in the top two, right? So co-main event, main event. I think for me, uh, Chad Mendez versus Alexander uh, Volkanovsky. I just think that yeah. that fight has so much potential going on with it right now. It's just it's gonna be a fun banger. I think um, I, I'm pulling for Chad Mendez on this one because. You know, it was good to see him come back this last year, you know, especially after being suspended for a whole year. He came back. He was doing his thing. So I think for me, I think that's the fight that I'm super hyped to watch just because right. he looks like he's going to have fun. So, you know, it looks, you know, it also looks like it's going to be a good fight that Latifi versus Anderson because Anderson's hungry and Latifi has Latifi's kind of like, I'm, I'm here right yeah. now. Yes. So I'm that's a gonna huge be a good fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of Latifi. Uh, Corey uh-huh. Anderson is also great, but Latifi definitely looks like he's like, you know what? This is time for me to. That, yeah, that's what I mean. On. So I'm like, Corey's hungry, but Latifi's like, we'll see. Yeah, I got you. So. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I think in another two, like the first. So it's interesting to see that, um, you know, Fox lost the rights to the UFC. So the first fight that you're going to get for ESPN is going to be on the ESPN Plus uh, network. And the first fight that kicks off for that is going to be the Henry Quaidu versus Corey, uh, TJ Dillashaw fight. But then also on that fight card, you have Joseph Benavides, Donald Cerrone, uh, Greg Hardy is going to make his UFC professional debut on this card as well. Uh, Randy Brown is going to be on this fight. Joanna Calderwood is going to be on this fight. Uh, Glover Teixeira is going to be on this fight. And Anthony's favorite fighter. Paige Van Zant is going to be returning back to the Octagon. So, Anthony, now that you know that Paige will be fighting in January, are you going to be watching this fight by yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so- the funny thing about it is, is like you said, Greg Hardy's on this match. And I think, would we discuss this about this, this Rachel Ostich girl? Yeah, right? the Rachel Ostich girl. And this whole domestic violence, getting beat up by a dude. I don't know what's going on. They're both on the same card. That is funny to me. Well, she didn't have... So, a lot of people had a problem with him being on the same card as her, especially with all the, the obviously, domestic violence that was going on. But what we ended up finding out was she came right out and she was just like, I'm cool with it. Right. So... I, I can, like, if this makes sense, she's fine with it. Like, okay, like, being the resident female right now, <laughs> she's fine with it. And that's kind of what matters. But I can also understand why people are like, hey, UFC, maybe you might want to think about optics beforehand. Like, PR-wise, probably not the best move because they had to deal with this bullshit and then have to explain themselves. So they probably could have just saved the headache. But at the same time, like you guys are saying, like she said it was fine. If she had a problem with it, she had every right to tell Dana, I don't want this. I don't want to be on it. I don't feel comfortable. And if she said she didn't feel comfortable, it's Dana's job as a, it's his job to make sure that she feels comfortable as a fighter too. So I don't think he would go out of his way to do that kind of shit without making sure she's fine yeah no, dana's a dick agree. but not that big of a dick no he well he definitely does what's right for the business but then he does understand the outside everything coming in so that's what i mean like see. he could figure something out if it really got if it really was a problem he would figure it out so as far as yep, i'm concerned I like i want to <laughs> we're gonna keep looking at like way out into the future right so mm-hmm. um 
obviously earlier this week, uh, UFC 233 got canceled um, due to a bunch of events that couldn't happen, right? So the Robbie Lawler Ben Askren fight got moved from 233 to 235, right? So now we have an even more stacked card. I don't know if you guys have been able to see like some of the matches that have been announced for this fight. But if you haven't, let me kind of get you guys up to speed. So Holly I actually Holmes, just pulled it up the moment yeah. you said it. Holly, Holly Holmes is on this fight card. Diego Sanchez is on this fight card. And Anthony's favorite fighter is fighting Diego Sanchez. And if you guys don't know who that is, that is Mr. Mickey Gall. Uh, <laughs> and that's, not, that's not true at all. That's actually my favorite fighter fighting his favorite fighter. Uh, Artem Lebov is on this fight card as well. We also know that Artem Lebov was part of the whole situation that happened last year, or this last year. Uh, Jeremy Stevens is on this fight card. Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren, and then Nick Diaz is going to make his return uh, on this fight card. I think this is still an allege. I don't think this is a final because I think he even said what? that he wasn't given the fighter that he wanted, but... Uh, George well, Masvidal is going to be the one. I oh, play. yeah. I, that's what I see. And I, I, it makes me sad that he's all like, eh, I, want, I like to watch the two of them. Because I, I, I like watching Jorge fight. I think he's, I think Masvidal is a good little fighter. I think you put those little two scrappy dudes together and let them talk shit at each other. I'd, I'd watch it. I'd watch that <laughs> fight in a heartbeat. There would be no doubt. <laughs> right? I mean, especially if you, if you put that as the um, you put that as the main and you put the Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren as the code main. Because I can see them not putting the Ben Askren as a main because of this is he's his debut fight, so I can see them putting it co-main instead of main. Put those as the two main fights. I'm there. I'm there. Especially what you got, Jeremy. What they say, Jeremy Steven versus a beat. That's gonna be a good fight. Watch them two just punch each other. On that whole card is nice. Yes, that whole so card. It's still shaping up, and what's funny is you're still probably gonna have a championship fight on that fight card, like. Right. Still going to see it. Damn. Earlier this week, Anthony, you were talking about uh, the Cain Velasquez fight. What fight card was that on again? The ESPN. Was that on ESPN 1? Yep. Oh, because it's under downspouts. That's why. All right. They didn't even move that into the official fight card yet. Yeah, so how are you feeling about it, man? I know your boy. I know you was always hyped about uh, Francis Nagano, but now that your favorite heavyweight is starting to come back, man, like... What's your what's your thing about it, man? How are you feeling about it? You know, I was a fan of the Francis Nagano until the fight with Derek Lewis. Like that showed a lot. Like Francis Nagano has PTSD from fighting Stipe. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and so, and here's the thing. Stipe's not really that much of a wrestler. And if Stipe wrestles him to the ground and just put his body weight on him, you're going against Kane Velasquez, who's a wrestler. Dude, Kane's going to – I think Kane's going to destroy him. He – I feel bad for the guy. I feel I, – I just – he better he better come out swinging at at at, at Kane. Or uh, Francis is going to within – the, within the first minute, if he doesn't knock out Kane, Kane's going to – Hurt him. I um, agree. I it's, totally it's agree. Gonna be, it's going to be crazy. I, I totally I expect agree. Kane to, I expect Kane to uh, win in the first round. 
So let's let's speculate. Yeah. Let's speculate for a second, all right? So we know that we know DC's next fight is going to be in March. Now, whoever that person may be, we're not a hundred percent sure, right? Could be John Jones. It could be Alex Augustuson. It could even be Brock Lesnar, for all we know. We're not even a hundred percent sure on who this is going to be. So, with that being said, if Cain Velasquez wins this fight, who? Right, first pick your out of those three. Pick who you think goes to fight. Uh, DC next, and then who fights Cain Velasquez after March? So, Cain wins. Cain won't fight DC. Stay in camp. Say, yeah. and it's a it's it's a month it's a month after that fight. Um, no, 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 no. And uh, just hear me out first. When I say when I say this, because obviously we know that that's gonna happen, right? Like, there's a month out between those two. <laughs> so we'll we'll even speculate this fight to be October, which we know that DC is gonna retire. So does he retire with the belt? And if he does, then who fights Cain Velasquez for that next title? I think you have to put Stipe. I th- I think I think I think you have to put Stipe. There's nobody else out there other than Stipe that you could put. Even even uh, even those uh, junior uh, JDS. I mean, as good as he looked and. Uh, and, and and he's piling up a couple wins. You have to put Stepe on there. Stepe has got to get in the cage first. Make sure that he he he's okay. Um, Brock Lesnar's overhyped. I don't think Brock Lesnar versus versus Daniel is going to be that great of a fight. Um, I don't know. It's it's just hard. I think that I think that you have to really. But focus is who's who's Daniel gonna fight next? Is it gonna is Steve gonna come back up and get a title fight, or is who does Dana put in it? No, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I think if it goes, if Dana doesn't put Steve in that in that role, like he should, to be honest. Um, but if Steve doesn't get that that fight against DC, and he goes for Showboater, it, it'd be like the Brock Lesnar and. I have, he's not going to win, in my opinion. I think DC would just annihilate him. DC goes out, retires. I think the smart way, if they don't put Stipe in the title fight against DC, and DC goes out as champion, you'll have Kane versus Nagano. We already know what Kane's record is, so it's not like we can't say he couldn't go for a title fight if he just runs through Nagano. What would be interesting for the fans is if Say the Brock Lesnar DC fight happens, DC just wins, and it's easy. He drops the belt, and the people that have to fight for the belt is Cain Velasquez versus Stipe Miocic. I think that would make a very good matchup after they both have had a fight to make sure that they're both good to then go for a title fight. Because it's Cain Velasquez. We all know his record. We all know his record. We all know what he can do. And I Stipe Miocic deserves a damn title fight because he held it. He held. He has records. It's important for him to be able to get that back. I think that would be a good way to do it. Now, will that happen? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, so what I see <laughs> is uh, John Jones winning against um, Alexander Gustafson, right? And then challenging DC in March for his title, oh. for the heavyweight title. Now, does DC win? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say John Jones wins that title. And That's he when he goes to do title. the two title thing. Yeah, and then he'll hold two titles just like DC did. 
But then uh, he'll drop the light heavyweight title, so that'll be the the two hundred five title will be the one up to grabs. I think John Jones moves over, and then he has to fight Cain Velasquez. If Velasquez gets by Francis Nagano, and then that fight I would think takes place like October ish, maybe even November. Okay. I don't know. I'm just a huge John Jones fan. I guess I'm still kind right. Of no, until I he fucks up again, then I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> if this makes sense that is like the perils of being a john jones fan of like you're like yeah then he does something you're like son of a bitch I don't do and then he's I like in again. He gets, then he gets clean and he does really good and you're like yeah and then he does something stupid again you're like son of a bitch yep. it's uh, up and downs of it like, you just kind of go well right it's 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 bipolar you have a bipolar relationship with him it's good and bad you don't know when it's going to be good you don't know when it's going to be bad and you just kind of go okay praise for it praise for it <laughs> anytime he's just going to keep messing up and i'm gonna have to look back at myself to just say i fucking knew it <laughs> right that's really what it is anytime when he does like when the when the, the latest thing with the terabinol shit came out i remember reading duh of fucking course why why is there any ounce of surprise in me at all i know it's all whatever but still it's like oh duh it's john of course well anthony anthony could test this too <laughs> like he heard me when i said that i was like who the fuck takes a steroid from the 1940s that doesn't make <laughs> sense especially if it comes from east germany that's like the weirdest thing to pop positive for and uh, right. <laughs> we were just kind of like, I don't, I think this was tampered. I think this whole test was tampered with. <laughs> and well, then uh, here's a thing. Go ahead, sorry. <clears throat> Go ahead, Anthony. I just, you know, here's my take on this: is John Jones, we know, is probably the UFC's greatest UFC fighter we've ever seen. He's also the biggest UFC letdown we've ever seen, and it starts with. It starts with when he won the title, when he actually won the title, because the day of that fight, he tackled somebody that stole a woman's purse outside the event, and then he won the title. And then cocaine, hitting a pregnant lady with a car, and everything, and drug test, it's, it's just a tumble. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's funny because, um, and I'm sure you guys just read this too. That uh, Ariel uh, Hawani just said that the the fight for UFC 232 was being moved to Vegas to Inglewood uh, because John Jones could not be licensed by Nevada because it was determined that traces of the substance that was found in his system was still there, but the CSAC you know was able to license him. I just I don't know. It, it John always gets your hopes up, and then something happens and <laughs> fucks it all up for you. And this literally, if you guys just heard me five seconds ago, I was like, "Oh yeah, John Jones," and then all of a sudden it's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes, though. <laughs> Again, it's the whole bipolar relationship with him. Every time he thinks it's good, he's like, "Hold up, hold my drink. We gonna make this saucy." <laughs> but you know what, like. <sighs> Nevada State Athletic Commission, I can't, and it's something that goes back. Like, I just can't trust the NSAC right now. 
until like i don't know there's got to be something more like they have to come out with more they can't just be like yeah people are positive <laughs> that's my no like you have to come out with the evidence you have to show that he still has it like, yeah prove sure. it to us. make sure they put out an actual paperwork on it because why something, is like an actual report yeah why is the california athletic commission saying that he's good to fight if nevada's saying that he's not so yeah i'll just right. my this is why over. they need to have like i don't know I hate the fucking commissions. <laughs> They're all ridiculous. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Anthony? Oh, okay. sorry, sorry about that. Now, you guys keep coming in and out. It's, my service right now sucks. Uh, sorry about that. What, what, were, what were you saying? No, we're just saying, like, we were just talking about the whole John Jones incident, how it makes you want to flip your shit. So. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, that's John Jones for you. Yep, of course. It's just weird how Nevada State Athletic Commission won't license John Jones, but California is. And California does the same blood tests as Nevada State Athletic Commission. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why they need. I wish there was like an outside thing that could be a. That isn't state to state. It's an overall thing to, to check that. Yeah, I'll, you wait know? Till you, I'll wait till USADA comes out. I mean, there's yeah. somebody, but. Is it independent? Before I pass judgment on these guys. Right. <laughs> Damn it, John. He said Callie just so we have another person that's on our on our group uh text and uh <laughs> Nate actually just said Callie just let Chuck fight, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. That I is mean, it is California. That's a very, very good point. I'm just saying. I'll wait till USADA comes out because, you know, if the fight's really that bad, if it's really that bad, then USADA needs to come out and say, hey, you know what? We tested John Jones ourselves. We have found XYZ in the system and we can't have him on the fight. So, yeah. We'll wait until then. Be just, smart. Who's the third person that's that's running for this event in case one of those guys don't make weight? Anthony, do you know? No, I do not know. Oh, so here, listen to this. So this is also by uh, Brett Okamoto. Of um, he says John Jones tested for a trace amount, a trace amount of the same metal metabolite, metabolite uh, that was metabolite, found in his yeah. system in 2017. USADA has ruled that the test was caused by a residual amount of substance from 2017 and will not uh, sanction Jones. But uh, Nevada didn't feel it could license him, so California did. So okay, so it's leftover shit. Oh, what? So apparently, it sounds like it was just leftover stuff. Hey, did yeah. Did they not clean it properly? Nasty ass dudes. I can't. <laughs> I'm not seeing who's the backup. I, I'm look. I was trying to look it up to see who might be the backup fighter. I'm not seeing coming. Up. Yeah, I don't see anything anywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. I, would I can't think find they have it. a third fighter set up. They probably do. It's just probably not like as broadcasted as some of the other ones in the past. Like how Tony Ferguson's been a backup for other was a backup for other fights. Blah blah blah. Um, I keep seeing the name Anthony Smith, but I don't think that Anthony Smith is the backup fighter. That would be fly though. I'm not gonna lie, Anthony. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Anthony Smith, but I don't know if that's true. But I keep seeing his name, so maybe. If so, good on you, Smith. Get you song. Get you that belt. You know, because even if even if like unfortunately something does happen, it will still be a good fight. 
either one of them versus Anthony Smith will still be a good fight. So, yep, it sure so. will. So, I may edit it. So if he's the backup, good on you, buddy. Yeah. So I just seen something that uh, Dominic Reyes want want he rumored to be the backup. Dominic. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Askren just tweeted out. Well, I had tickets to Vegas, so. No, oh well, that's all right. Yeah. So once we get more details on it, we can bring it to you guys. But as, right, of right, right now, right. as we know, uh, John Jones did test positive for some kind of substance, and that's why Nevada won't uh, license him. But obviously, the state of California did because they probably didn't find any traces. Usada is claiming that it's from a prior test, but you know, until that time, we'll find out what we find out. All right. But that's all I got. Thank you guys for a great 2018. It's been great for the last two months to be back. Uh, Julie, go out and give them your shout-outs. Alrighty. Uh, if you guys want to come, if you're uh, feeling like losing weight, come find me on Instagram at a little less Chewbacca. Um, also, if you look, click on the link in my uh, in my bio, I have a store going on. Use the code AL, uh, ALLJXMIS25. You get free shipping to the new year. Yeah, come find me. Also, make sure you step on over to the Frankensteiner podcast because you can find me and me and Cliff there talking about wrestling and shit. It's cool. Come find us. Anthony, you want to give your shout outs? Yeah, definitely. Here's my link in love. Uh, I did find out that my buddy Dwight Joseph, who fights at your eye hall's uh, gym, will be fighting Lincoln. Uh, at uh, Dynasty Combat Sports Season Beatings, uh, Saturday, July, uh, January 5th, here in Lincoln at the Pinnacle Bank. Get you guys a ticket. Dwight is a good buddy of mine that I worked with uh, five, five years ago. I keep in contact with him, so I'm probably going to have to get tickets, probably get down on a table and see my boy up front. And... If you want to catch me on Twitter and Snapchat, it's A Lujan, L U J A N. And the year I was born, 1985. Instagram is Anthony Lujan, uh, 1985. And make sure you guys do check out Frankensteiner as they do talk about WWE and the fantastic job that they did this last week. So go ahead and get, make sure you guys check that out. I might be joining that podcast if they do one this next week. But we will definitely try because, as you guys can tell, my voice is slowly but surely coming back. So I'm able to talk and not sound scratchy like Cliff said earlier in the podcast. <laughs> yep. And then, as always, guys, you guys can catch me at CM underscore Miller 85. That's going to be on Instagram. That's going to be on Twitter. That's going to be on Snapchat. Uh, you guys can also find me through Facebook as well. Um, and then, yeah, so just as Julie and Anthony had mentioned, you guys can also catch us on Frankensteiner, which is right here, part of Franken culture. So it's a huge love to Steve and Marty. Like, those guys have been nothing but great to us, like, bringing us, bringing us on board and having us be part of their family. So we're definitely excited uh, to be kind of working this partnership with them. Uh, and last but not least, go watch your way. Uh, make sure you hit up serotonics.net. Go get your serotonics t-shirt. You know, breaking the pattern is always a good thing. So we want to keep continuing breaking bad, 
bad patterns, bad uh, bad habits, and making good ones. So you know, break the pattern, serotonics, and that's my cheap plug for that. Um, and last <laughs> but not least, uh, make sure you guys, uh, as always, Anthony, will, I will continue to talk about this and continue to voice their opinions on it. Uh, go out, just you know, thank a veteran. Uh, for their service and then make sure that you just let them know that you're you acknowledge them that you care about them that you're there for them uh auntie and i we're always available we we are very very strong about this because we're both veterans but we've also both uh have our own traumas uh going through you know going to iraq and coming back so we know what it's like to kind of have to find out find our voice and then you know you have to build up that that cushion and so guys we're always out there for you guys we love you guys whether you're home home side uh, home front or your down range we're just here for you guys so we just want to continue to show our love and appreciation for the job that you guys are doing uh, and thank you for everything yep definitely and i'm gonna piggyback off that cliff because that is something i did want to say is there is 22 veterans that die a day because they, they lose battles that with themselves with the demons that they face um that number has lowered but it's an average of 22 veterans a day um so if you get out there Make sure you do thank a veteran. Let them know that uh, that what their time that they dealt with for the army, for the mil- air force, marines, or whatever they did, um, is is appreciated. Um, I am a big if if you if you can't stand in the front of the troops, stand or can't stand behind the troops, stand in front of them. Uh, I am definitely a big uh, big person on my phone, so I do have Facebook, I do have Instagram, Snapchat. I'll put my phone number out here if you guys want it. Um, if you need us, reach out. If I don't, if you don't, if I don't respond immediately, I'll really respond within an hour. Um, with that, sorry about that, Cliff. <laughs> no, that's all good, man. We want to continue just putting our message out there for everybody, just to keep understanding that we're here for them. Um, yeah. So, do you guys get anything else? No, no, I actually, that, great on you guys for keeping the shot out with the vets and everything like that. Thank you guys for both for your service. Also, if you guys think for the families as well, uh, mil- I used to be a military girlfriend. I know what it's like to see your significant other go overseas, so also keep them in mind because they're the ones doing the same thing with them, so keep them in mind too. The only thing I'll add before we go out, Cliff, is hopefully this week we can get us three plus a couple more. So guys, check it out. Make sure you guys keep your heads out because we do try to plan on doing a prediction show this week. Woo! Yes, yes, we do. We do plan on doing a prediction show this week. All right, guys. So with that being said, give your goodbyes. Bye, everybody. And as always, good fight and good night.